Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Today I'm joined by Dan Greenleaf, the CEO at Motive Care. Dan, how are you today? I'm doing great. Very nice to see you, Jared. I'm excited to uh, to have you on here. I think we should dive right into it. If uh, if you don't mind, I'd love you could tell the audience a little bit about your background and then we'll talk more about your company. Yeah, so this is uh, uh, my sixth CEO job and uh, uh I've been involved in uh, biotech. Uh, I've been involved in uh, home infusion. And uh, this is really my first, if you will, foray into a social determinants of health company. And uh, I've done uh, private and public. Um, have a master's from the University of Miami, an undergraduate from Denison. Uh, I grew up with a couple parents that were very service oriented. My father was a military officer and my mother uh, was, uh, was, a, a teacher of disabled children. And that's, you know, frankly, if I look at my career trajectory and the things I've been, I've gravitated towards, um, a lot of it has been where I feel like, uh, the best use of my time, talents and treasures, uh, could be applied. And that's, you know, so, you know, I've always looked for things where I felt like I could make a difference in people's lives. And of the six opportunities I've had, this is, I think the most incredible in terms of the types of things we're, we're going to be doing, uh, particularly at the zip code level. Now, whenever I have a guest on the podcast, Dan, I focus on three initial things in my questioning. Mm-hmm. I always want to know the why, how, what of the company. So you mm-hmm. talking about your background and things that you care about, I'm sure ties into the why of yeah. the company. That always happens. Uh, but mm-hmm. can you go into, uh, tell us a little bit more about the why of the the company as a whole, how things work, and then for anyone that's unaware of the company, what you you do exactly. Yeah. So the why why we're in existence is uh, because zip codes are the single most important variable in the predictor of outcomes, and that's wrong, and uh, not genetic codes, zip codes and adjacent, you know, adjacent zip codes that have life expectancy, uh, life expectant expectancies, 15 years less, it's just unacceptable. And, uh, and so the, why we're in what we do, that's why we're involved in non-emergency medical transportation. We've got 30 million members or 9% of the U S population that we manage, why we're involved in personal care, which is activities of daily living why we're involved in remote monitoring, why we're involved in meal delivery is because we're absolutely committed to addressing the zip code issue. And uh, I think COVID has highlighted this. COVID has highlighted the vaccine deserts, the pharmacy deserts, the food deserts, right? The broadband deserts, which is again, something that's not well understood, Uh, but uh, we're the why company, I would say. And the why company in terms of addressing these, uh, these zip code issues. And this, this wasn't one of the things I was thinking about bringing up, but I'm curious mm-hmm. because you mentioned uh, the, the pandemic and, and when you were, when you're talking through some things, how has, how have things changed for the company? I'm, I don't think we're post pandemic yet, yeah, but we're definitely, cool. I would say, I mean, it's, we're in a better spot than we were, you know, two years ago, right? Correct. How have things changed for the company as a result of uh, COVID-19? Well, uh, you know, we've done uh, 
five or six acquisitions over the course of the last year. Uh, and a lot of that was driven by what we saw during the pandemic. And so, for example, you know, we delivered over 2 million meals to, um, uh, with, we, you know, we partnered with community-based organizations, but the, there's massive populations of people that are just underserved. So, so we launched a meal business and we also realized that, uh, that, um, that, you know, the remote monitoring piece of, you know, where people are staying in the home and not having as much access was an important component of, of, you know, the healthcare model going forward. And, and also even our whole move in the social determinants of health, I would tell you is largely been driven by the fact of, you know, what we saw during COVID. And again, it gets back to pharmacy deserts, vaccine deserts, that the level of inequity in healthcare, um, the, 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 I think the monumental kind of, uh, uh, the monumental, uh, uh, things that people have to overcome to get care. Um, and, and so I think, you know, for us, it's, it's emboldened us and it's made us, I think, even feel more passionate about our mission and the importance of what we get to, of what the privilege of what we get to do every day and really trying to get to a point where we're doing everything we can to make that, that member experience exceptional. You know, we're spending a hundred million dollars on tech this year. You know, we're a healthcare company, but we're a tech company too, because we also know we need to meet the member where they are. So I would also say this notion of high tech and high touch is not going away in healthcare. You know, there's these, again, with all due respect to the teledocs of the world, I think they will play an important role, but I, I absolutely believe that the high touch piece of this isn't going away anytime soon. And particularly with the patient populations that we serve, that oftentimes don't have data plans, that don't have Wi-Fi in the homes, that use flip phones. Yes, they might have an iPhone, but it's probably most of the time sub-optimized. Now, you've mentioned this a little bit, Dan, but I want to dive more into it because it's very important. Can you, can you kind of outline some of the opportunities, uh, the significant opportunities you're facing with the company in terms of addressing health equity? And then you already gave us a few ways that you're resolving uh, you know, issues with health equity, but maybe you could, if you, if there's anything else you want to tack onto that, I know you mentioned, you know, the, the meal structures that you were putting together, mm -hmm. uh, anything else that you can share would be greatly appreciated. Well, um, so, so transportation is a big one. I mean, access is massive and, uh, um, and, and so what we're trying to do on that front is, you know, the, I would tell you that the business was run very much um, um, I would describe it as analog and we've moved the company to what I would describe as a digital experience. And, and we want to make this experience as frictionless for the member as possible so that we mitigate the disruption. So I think the technology investment of that hundred million, I would say 90% of that is in the NEMT space. So that's one, one area, you know, we talked about remote monitoring, right? That includes I fall and I can't get up. That includes vitals monitoring. That includes medication management, all things that are very important to, um, you know, our populations in terms of predicting, you know, if, if something's going to get worse for them. We also, uh, we mentioned a meal delivery program, but also personal care is personal. We believe that ultimately that caregiver, you know, if we, we uh, you know, if we allow that caregiver to work on the upper end of their license, they can add a lot more value than they've historically been able to do. 
in terms of the care of those members. And, um, and some of that's, you know, technology improvements and some of that's what they're able to, to if you will, uh, gather from their in-home visits. But I do think there's a whole population of people that just, you know, haven't been empowered at the level they could be. And then ultimately what we're moving towards is value-based care. And we've got a value-based care initiative going on with a large payer in the state of Illinois. And I think we're going to have some very interesting data that's going to come out about when you provide these four areas of service, that actually the outcome of the patient is going to be better, whether it's quality of life, whether it's reduction in ER visits and reduction in hospital uh, admissions. It's, this is, these are definitely conversations too. It's taken us a while to, to have them more often, Mm -hmm. but it definitely feels like these, these issues that you're addressing, they're still probably not getting the screen time that they deserve, but I don't know if you would agree with this, but it seems like we're talking about them at least now more than ever before. Uh, can you, can you kind of talk us through maybe why, why you're seeing that to be the case? Well, I, I would, again, this is all hypothetical, Jared, but I, listen, I, I think we've all dealt with social isolation. You look at the mental health, you know, issues that are, you know, what our mental health issues up, what, 25% since COVID started. So I think all these things that maybe others had had experienced, I think also, I think we all experienced kind of difficulties getting vaccines, right? Oh, we got to, and imagine, you know, this is one of the other things people don't appreciate. What if you're, you were an hourly worker and you have to get two vaccines and, and those vaccinations kick your butt for five days, it's a real problem, right? So they're like, well, what's my trade-off? So I think there's a lot of this. So they went J&J and we found now that J&J product isn't as efficacious, either the Pfizer or Moderna. But I think a lot of there's, I think we have, I think we have a visceral uh, kind of experience with a lot of the things that others had to deal with and the difficulty that that creates. And I, I do, I think it is. I, I also think that, um, I think, you know, I would say that, you know, I'm, I, it's not a political statement, but, you know, when I, when I, I listened to the Biden administration talk about, you know, their health care plans. The first thing out of their mouth was social determinants of health. So they get it. They get this zip code issue. And um, I, I and so I, I think there's an awareness in the administration that's different. Uh, and again, I think you have people like myself that are out there talking about this every single chance they get. And, and actually are doing something about it. Because again, we manage 30 million members, 9% of the US population. And, um, and these are patients that have been underserved and we've created barriers to care that you know, we're, we're going to address that are not clinically based. And I'm not saying clinical doesn't matter, but you know, I think we've missed this whole piece of the pie, which is the supportive care piece. My, my last question for you, Dan, and thank you for sharing uh, everything today. I really appreciate it, is if you could make a change in the world right now relating to health equity, what would it be? Now, I know this is tough, right? There's so much you probably want it, but one thing, what would it be? Zip code. The zip code isn't the single most important predictor of health outcomes. And we should all be, uh, we should all be upset about that. Well, uh, I... What I, what I would like to do, Dan, too, is to have you come back on at some point and we can talk about these panels that we said we'll bring in others in the space. 
uh, you know, that, that share also share your viewpoints. It'd be great to kind of hear uh, you, you, you two or you three or you four kind of go through uh, the zip code issue and other issues that we discussed here today. But like we can even go into them in greater detail. This is the first time you've been on the show. So we like to, to keep it short and sweet, yeah. get people to, to that, you know, that have heard about you to hear from you again, that haven't yeah. to hear from you for the first time. So thank you so much for, for your time here today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Jared, thank you. Thank you for uh, affording me and our, our company uh, this opportunity. Absolutely. Thank you. Take care. Thank you.